Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Elizabeth Holmes has reported to prison. Good. Finally. Finally. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my wife about this, and my wife is... She's a lawyer. She's a hard ass. Mm-hmm. And even she was like, I don't know. It's There's something about just being a mom. I, I actually feel bad. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> she was horrible. She did horrible things to people's health. She lied. She cheated. She stealed. Put her in jail. Yes. But I feel yes. bad for the kids. Well, well she to... had the kids as a freaking gambit. Yeah. So, yes. I... Do feel bad for them. No, 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 yeah. no, no. no. Not yes. not worthy of that. Not worthy of that sentiment. Sorry. I agree. So uh, I told her to lawyer up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If your wife cared so much, why wasn't she down there representing her? Not that kind of lawyer. Not that kind of lawyer. OK. I didn't think so. But hey, you know, <laughs> um, speaking of people <laughs> having kids and not doing the right thing, uh, I found this article called The Facebook Generation Wants Some Boundaries. What's the Facebook generation? See, that's... I, think I feel the, like it's us. Like, we're the ones that really kind of started on it, grew up. Well, not grew up with it, but grew older with it. Uh, we're the ones still on it. So I would posit that, that well, it's us. Let's yeah. not say we on that one. Okay. So oh, whatever. You're still you, on you, it. You're on and off it, like, faster than anything. So. No, I haven't been on for ages. Uh, like, four years, five years now. Um, but the thing is, no, we were old by the time Facebook even started. So yeah. I, they're talking about yeah. the kids who, you know, were born when it was in right. existence. Okay. And uh, it's just talking about stop oversharing with your kids because there are repercussions. And, yeah. you know, this guy, uh, Kay, uh, guy, girl, Kami Barrett, she's 24. She's actually been uh, in front of state legislature talking about we need rules. We need bargain or we need, you know, we need some guardrails for the parents. That, that, that ain't going so well for her. But and uh, I, the, I thought it was kind of sad that uh, she has no relationship with her mother now because of the crap that her mom posted on Facebook. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm very careful about posting my son online. I do occasionally, but my Facebook and Instagram are totally locked down. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't post I don't post my kid on Twitter. So you well, know, they're locked down as far as you know. Well, you know. as far as as far as they can be <laughs> locked down, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just the one one num numbskull hitting a button, and visibility is uh, everywhere. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of numbskulls now. <laughs> so, but I I keep it pretty tight. I, I get it. I totally totally get it. Like, you shouldn't be doing this with your kids. Save it. Uh, do it. Uh, do private iClouds for family. That sort of thing. There were tons of apps out for a while. Most of them kind of crapped out which is unfortunate but yeah yeah i miss path path was a good what was it path yeah like the 50 person limit then they upped it to right. 150 and there was one called uh i used it for a long time with my parents uh 23 snaps but then they started to char- charge because no business model right, right. so yeah well we so it was <laughs> so it was great goes. free you know i didn't mind sharing lower quality photos or only a certain amount that was fine but as soon as they stopped the free level like no <laughs> well, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I, I, I've got a little bit more anecdotal evidence, too, on uh, 
I, I talked to one of our friends who has a uh, daughter about the same age as as your son, mm-hmm. and she was playing some video games on her iPad as well. Turned into a raging asshole, yep. just just like your kid did. So it's like yep. okay, a little more <laughs> anecdotal evidence for what we were talking about last week with you know all that stuff. So it's screen time for kids. You know, we talked about how the people who who create this stuff won't let their kids on it. It's like mm-hmm. that should tell you right there. All you yeah. need to know. I'd much rather have my kid watching TV where I can manage it. I can, I see what shows he's watching. I've, I've vetted them. That's so much better because even all the games, like there's ads that pop up all the time. I don't want to be exposed to that kind of stuff. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. And the mood, the mood switch is just instantaneous. Stick with educational stuff if you can, if you've got to use the iPad. And this just isn't for kids too. I generally don't doom scroll. But the other night, I was I, I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep, and Instagram just hooks you in with the reels now. Just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And next thing I know, three hours later, <laughs> three hours later, I look at the clock and it's one in the morning, and I'm like, Jesus, I got to get up in four hours. And you know, finally, you know, turned it off and tried to fall asleep. Yeah. And for the next two days, I was angry. I was depressed. I just felt like shit. The first day I could chalk it up to lack of sleep. But the second day, no, it was it was still the same exact feeling and nothing changed in my life. Everything was going fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Like I, I, I'm pretty disciplined. I never got on TikTok. Well, I did brief briefly and went, nope, not yeah, for me. Yeah, put that down. Put, <laughs> put that, that down, down and uninstall that quickly. Uh, I don't watch reels. So if you post a reel, if you're my friend on Instagram or Facebook and you post a reel, I've never seen it. <laughs> I, I only I do I won't watch them. I just won't. Good call. Good yeah. call. The problem now is every that's all everybody posts. I know. So like my social media usage is basically zero at this point. Yeah, I've I've completely you know pared down. You know anybody I follow on Instagram now I know in person. It's just people I know, and so and, and now you have to hit that little following tab to even see what they're posting. And oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's a little following thing. There's a little drop down. If you look at the logo, the Instagram logo, you click on that, there's a little disclosure and then you can hit following and you can see the people that you follow only. Uh, uh, but it's anemic because everybody's posting reels. Right. Yeah. And I, I won't watch them. I just won't because I know how bad it gets. Yeah. And now the fragmentation between Mastodon, Blue Sky and Twitter, I just don't even, I you know, it's why bother? Like, yeah, we'll I don't even know where to Blue go. Sky a little bit later. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I don't know why. Why? Yeah, that's, that's the I'm thing. Done. It's like I, I think you know, Elon buying Twitter has turned out to be the best thing for the the global psyche because everybody's just like, meh, whatever. We yeah, got yeah, we got done. plenty of stories about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just I just wanted to cover some of that that stuff because man, I felt I was angry, depressed, just just a whole like a shitty human being, and I'm like, if this is the way everybody feels nowadays, no wonder, no yeah, wonder no you wonder. can't go anywhere. It's like yeah, yeah, that's no it. Wonder. Just We're no in wonder. doom spirals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just don't need to look any further than. The, the fact that the people that made these don't let their kids use them. Yeah. End of story. That's all you need to know. I know. It's bad. It is bad. Uh, so I'm just like, I'm happier just getting rid of it. <laughs> you know, I've tried many times and I come back for work, but now I'm thinking, you know what? There are people out there who are really good at getting followers. And if I need to do something, I'll call one of my friends and say, hey, can you post this for me? Instead of me trying to get a following, 
so I can post stuff. It it's, makes no sense. You wouldn't do that in business. You know, I'm not going to go start a TV station because I started a soap company. Yeah. Think about it. But that's what everybody is expected to do now. That's yeah. the thing. You're a musician. You better be good on social media. It's redonkulous. Uh, and just one quick little bit of follow-up. I've been getting emails left, right, and center. I know the audio has been kind of crappy the last couple of weeks. I was trying out a new interface, and I've decided to finally get rid of it. It's for musicians. It's not for me. Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, Universal Audio Apollo Twin X, and it's got too many bells and whistles, all the processing, all the crap that comes with it. Garbage, yes, I know. It's, sometimes it's overcompressed. Sometimes it sounds like a robot. Yes, I know. Please stop writing me. So... Today, Brian and I are both on the same. We're on sound design, mixed pre-sixes. I've got a two. He's got a one. But we're back to the basics. So just leave me the fuck alone, please. Oh, but I have a bunch of Canadian wood being chopped down behind me. Uh, Well, we'll see what we can do on that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Brian's got wood. In the news. Well, Brian, we're back to the old chip shortages again. This uh-huh. t- a little different this time. Now it's not cars. Now it's AI. Woo! Of course, yes. Yep. You know, all the GPUs Good for my NVIDIA up. stock. Yep, this sure as hell is. Sure as hell is. Yeah, all the GPUs got sucked up from uh, the crypto bros. Now the AI bros have stopped making their own. So uh, they're using it. And to use it, you need all of these crazy-ass AI GPUs and uh, the custom chips. And there's just not enough. There's not enough to go around. <laughs> and so hang on to that NVIDIA stock. I, All right. I will. You, just, just a little longer. It's going to peak. It's going to peak at some point. So keep an eye on it. But man, right now, best time. I'm just kicking <laughs> myself. Kicking myself. Well, I've got two stories in a row for my segment, uh, AI as the new eggs. Yes. So. Yes, sirree. <laughs> Because the first article over at The Atlantic is a a good one, really fun. AI is an insult now. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how AI has just kind of become a a bud of jokes at this point because it's just ridiculous. And it's not that good. So pretty funny article. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Uh, But the second one, AI presents risk of extinction on par with nuclear war. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're all going to die now. It's a joke, but we're all going to die. Which is it? Which, Which is, is it? it? Like, I'm so tired of AI articles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The thing, so. the thing about these, you know, it, I said it last time, stop making it if it's so scary. Well, that's the thing. Everybody that signs these articles about we better, industry leaders saying we better slow down, we're not slowing down. Yeah, it's... <laughs> And, and so at this point, I don't take any of it seriously. This is, you know, the boy who cried GPT. It, yeah. We know that these things aren't going to destroy the world yet. It is not sentient. It is putting a bunch of stuff together with probability. That's all it yeah. is. It's, it's, it's taking a dictionary and slamming it together based on things that have happened in the past. Yep. It's, so, it's me trying to figure out my Wordle letters. Yeah. That's it. Just trying to figure out probability. Hmm. N should go there. <laughs> I did see one great article about a simulation that I think the Air Force was running. Uh, oh, the, God. Yes. It, yeah, that one was great. So the, so the premise was they were trying to take out they, – they had the AI try and take out these SAM missile sites. But mm-hmm. they were – they had boundaries on it based on what they can and can't do. So the AI decided to take out the human operator that told them to take out the SAM sites so they would stop telling them what they can't take out and instead so they could just destroy everything. 
<laughs> that right this there is, is a plot to a sci-fi novel. Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, I think Asimov covered it. You got to put those three rules in, people. Yeah, well, <laughs> when the when, when they're when the the first thing that they're trying to have it do is kill people, well, then it kind of. But kill those people, Jason. Exactly. Not these people. <laughs> Which people are we trying to kill today? <laughs> yes, yes. Our kill targets are. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, there's a, another great article I, I read called I don't I do not think ethical surveillance can exist. Ruman Chowdhury on accountability in AI, which is a misleading headline because the the ethical surveillance line is just an, an ad, like a, a footnote at the end talking about uh, uh, was it the capitalist surveillance state. Right. Yeah. But uh, she's a very interesting person and it's a very interesting article. Did you get a chance to read this one? I did. I read through most of it. I, I I'm kind of on board with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it because it's talking about moral outsourcing where we're taking the – we're basically taking the role that we should have as humans and putting it onto the AI itself so we can have a basically a step back saying, no, the AI is the, the racist one. And but she that's said, not new. That's, no. That's what tech bros have been doing since day one. Right, right. This, I mean, it's this the is platform. A... It's the algorithm. It's the AI. It's always somebody else's fault. Yes, it's always somebody else's fault. We couldn't possibly do anything about about it except you could have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love there's I mean this comes this uh some of these quotes come from a 5-year-old TED talk that she did. Said you would never say my racist toaster or my sexist laptop. How do and, you know what I call my toaster? Exactly. And yet <laughs> I we get use saucy the, in the morning. <laughs> And yet we use these modifiers in our language about artificial intelligence. And in doing so, we've not taken responsibility for the products we build. Writing ourselves out of the equation produces systematic ambivalence. I love the term systematic ambivalence. I've been trying to garner that in myself for years. I, I mean, that, <laughs> that should really be the title of our show. We should just go with that. I mean, yes. Grumpy Old Geeks is no more. Welcome to Systematic Ambivalence with Brian and Jason. <laughs> Yes, where we basically say we don't care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I dug a little farther into the article, too, and she says, at its core, what she prescribes is a relatively simple dictum. Listen, communicate, collaborate. And then it it got stuck in my head for a second. And I'm like, dum, 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 dum. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. AI grabs a hold of me tightly. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. I did not have you wrapping Ice Ice Baby uh, on my bingo card. I know. For today's show. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry I blew the curve. But her entire premise is based around Ice Ice Baby. There we go. All right. There you go. (laughs) And and, and as I'm reading all these articles, I'm thinking, man, Ray Kurzweil must be pissed. But then I'm like, wait a minute. What's he doing now? So I looked him up. And Mm -hmm. he's still around. He's definitely still around. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's uh, he actually works at Google as the director of engineering (laughs) and a futurist and inventor still. But uh, he did not sign the the previous letter on putting the brakes on AI. Well, he's getting up there. He wants to live forever. Mm-hmm. I think he's thinking AI might help. He's hedging his bets is what he's yeah, doing. Exactly. That's what he's always done. <laughs> yes. With that 800 vitamins he takes a day and shit like that. Yep. So Pretty crazy. I like him, though. I, his book is phenomenal. So I got it on Audible, it. and it's like 472 hours. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, I cliff notes, baby. Give me the cliff notes. So, yeah, yeah. AI's coming. Get used to it. It's called the singularity. Done. Drop mic. Get out. Next. (laughs) Well, Tesla's in the news again. Uh, One guess. Good or bad news? Bad. Yep. 
of course. <laughs> the German language newspaper Handelsblatt said it received 100 gigabytes of data from several informants uh, showing bas- basically everybody's complaint. Yeah. Everybody. Autopilot doesn't work. Yeah, because it's not an autopilot. Nope. Yeah. It's not. So just tons and tons of complaints about emergency braking, phantom stops from false collision warnings. Everything that we've said, not ready for prime time, rolled out as a beta. Now it's real. I don't know. Whatever. Horrible. You know what? I've got that big ass Jeep now with the big uh, spare tire on the back. Yeah. I, I want to get I need to go get a stop sign and slap it on the back <laughs> of that tire. Just paint it. Yeah. Yeah. And put a uh, I need and then just put a uh, one of those dash cams pointing out the back so I can just drive down the freeway and see if I catch any fish. <laughs> you know, start in the Whole Foods parking lot. Safer. That's yeah, it really actually I, don't, that's don't where I need to wear my stop sign T-shirt. Yes, <sighs> definitely. So the other funny AI story that was out this week was about the lawyer, which everybody knows about at this point. But uh, yep. Stephen Schwartz of the law firm Levidal, Levidal, something. Levidal, Levidal, and Oberman. There you go. Uh, basically, he went to OpenAI to write a brief. None of the cases actually exist. Yep. Yeah. Not not a one. Didn't check it. Didn't look in any. Just submitted it. There you go. Showing again that people are stupid. It's not the AI. Yep. And down in Texas, Judge Brantley Starr said that uh, no more, no more, no portion of any filing that was drafted by generative artificial intelligence is allowed in his courtroom. How do you check? <laughs> How do you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, you know because none of it exists. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Don't. If you do your due diligence with it, you're fine. If you don't, you're fucked. Yep. And I would like to uh, show you what a future for AI is going to look like. Oh, great. Monthly crypto exchange volume tumbled in May, hitting 32-month low. So (laughs) give it a couple years, and we're going to be down to that same story, but with AI usage. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's just the new hotness. It's so annoying. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Media candy. A lot of uh, shows just ended. Secession. Thoughts? If I feel like I wasted three years. Misery porn. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it was a show about bad people and it uh, ended badly for the bad people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I, happy I don't have to think about it ever again. Ever again. Ever no more wrap-ups, no more uh, hurrying to watch it before the recaps hit the internet. Done. No more Kara Swisher podcasting about it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, Barry also ended. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, it, it, here's the thing. The Barry ending at least was funny and quirky. I don't right. feel too bad about it. it was, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed it's over. But at least it had a good twist at the end to make it worthwhile. Succession, on the other hand, did not. Well, I wasn't <laughs> expecting a funny, quirky ending to Succession. No, I, I was exactly at least expecting what I was expecting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, it ended the only way it could. And the same with Ted Lasso, if it's actually ended. I, it's got to be done. Nobody seems to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, Jason Sudeikis is done. Whether they do a spinoff or not is who knows. Just but, yeah, uh, they don't need to do a damn thing with it now. It's done. It it served its purpose. Let's all move on. But Please. I think it stuck the landing. I, I really 100%. liked the last episode. It was, it was great. It ended the only way it could, and it was phenomenal. So wonderful job. Yeah, and 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 here's a quick thing. We talked about the length of the episodes on Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. and I I can't find the the article that I was reading the other day, but it had a very good point. Metrics. Yep. All these shoes are get shows. All these shoes. All these shows are getting ruined by stupid suits with their metrics because all they care about now is watch time. So they're yep. taking these shows and they're dragging them out. Stranger Things. Yes, as soon as the show is a hit. Yep. As soon as the show is a hit, we're going to increase viewer time. We're going to go from twenty-seven minutes to two hours and twenty-seven minutes per episode because we want people to watch longer, which is a stupid fucking metric yes <sighs> you know it's like okay have more people watch less time fine done but making shows worse 
just so you can you can juice the numbers in the short term makes zero sense unless you're just trying to keep your job as a dumb fucking suit who has no creativity in their soul whatsoever. Just saying. That's all. Yep. Personal okay. experience there, Jason? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of taking something good that was popular and milking it, <laughs> I'm hoping, <laughs> fingers crossed here, Good Omens Season 2. Yep. Sure. There was one book, no source material, but okay. I'll give hey. it a go. July 28th. One of the guys is still alive and they had conversation, so I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> okay. I, I'll hold out hope. Yeah. I'm telling you, anything yeah. to get David Tennant on TV, I'm down with. I just love that yeah. guy. So there we go. And a smart move here by Paramount+. Plus. Uh, they put the entire first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds for free on YouTube so people can catch up and uh, get addicted and subscribe. Perfect. Very smart move. Very smart, because it is the mm-hmm. best Star Trek on, on the air now. It is so good, people. If you have not so watched good. it yet, it is so good. It is the best Star Trek in years. Yep. It is It is so good. Uh, I hope they got everything in the can for season two, because the writer strike is not going to be stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I think they're done. So we're going to get a couple shows, but uh, yeah, it's not stopping anytime soon. So no. start hoarding your shows. And after, and honestly, after the ending of Succession and and Barry, um, I think that these guys do need a little time off to go write <laughs> some new shit because, man, it is getting bad out there. It's getting bad. But, you know, like I said, last time we have – we got uh, Dr. Horrible from the now-canceled Joss Whedon. So mm-hmm. that was at least something that came out of the last writer's strike that was decent. But, uh, right. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Uh, stuff that is good if you need something to catch up on. Will Trent just finished its first season, did get picked up for season two. It's an ABC show about a detective and uh, a detective and like a little group of people that uh, came from a uh, kind of an orphanage background. It's amazingly good. The first episode is fantastic. The next three are kind of weak, but then it really picks up and gets really good. 13 episodes, first season. Uh, think that's on Peacock. Peacock I was a little blue. disappointed that it wasn't a show about Trent Krim, yeah, the, the Independent. Because <laughs> well, I would watch that wait, show. Wait for that. That'll be. I'm sure that'll. Yeah, be I'm sure we're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's a fantastic little show. I love it. I love it. I can't. It's it's smart. It's very smart. Except for the okay. two, three, and four, not the greatest episodes, but <laughs> moves it along. Um, I finally finished every episode of Guy's Grocery Games. Well, lucky for you, there's 10,000 more coming out tomorrow. Uh, no, I hope so. I hope so. I'm done. I'm, I mean, it's like I I was sad when I got when I looped it back around. One complaint, though, that uh, all of the pandemic episodes where they did Guy's Grocery Games delivery, where they had the chefs cook in their own homes. Yeah. None of those are on Discovery Plus. Shock. It's such a it's such a waste, man. It's like, oh, I was I love those. They might show up there. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. But they're uh, they're I don't think they ever released them anywhere streaming because they're not anywhere on BitTorrent. Can't find them, Mm. you know, and uh, if you're all but uh, supermarket stakeouts back on the air, that's still fun. You know, Alex Gornishelli in a parking lot down the road. I I'm I'm bummed because I always missed it. They they always film in the area like lately. And uh they did a couple seasons in Arizona, but like this last one, they're out in Thousand Oaks. And I'm like, damn, that would have been fun. <laughs> right. Well, a little bit of news for Dave. I'll t- I'll tell him to listen to this se- segment. Uh, 
<laughs> we need MLB, the listeners. Tell them to go re-listen. <laughs> yeah, the, the future of baseball broadcasting is becoming clear. It will be the MLB. Uh, Bally Sports missed a payment for the San Diego Padres, so th- that deal is over. MLB steps in. That's the only place you'll be able to watch soon. Wait, did so. did, did Elon Musk buy Bally Sports? Is that why they're missing their payments? <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> perhaps. Okay. I think they just want it out. It's not profitable enough. So. Okay. Yep. So it's all going to be MLB soon. All right. Cool. Which uh, is co- fine by me. Blackouts yeah. will go away. So <laughs> stupid. Yeah. A uh, couple music related shows here. Dear Mama is a five part miniseries about Tupac Shakur on Hulu and mm-hmm. FX. Fantastic. We watched the first episode last night. It is amazing. I mean, they've got right. everybody in it. It's beautifully shot. There's a lot of footage from when Tupac was a teenager, and it goes back to the history of his mom and the Black Panthers. And it's fascinating. And this kid was – I mean, it's 17. He's more eloquent than most 50-year-olds I know. Oh, yeah. He's one hell of a talent. Yeah. No incredible. Doubt about it. Incredible. And uh, it, it's amazing. My friend's documentary finally got picked up. Uh, Paramount Plus snaps up the Millie Vanilli feature doc. All so, right. They've been working on this thing for 20 years, I think, and it's finally, finally got made, and it is uh, premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival, and uh, it's going to be up on Paramount Plus soon. So congratulations to Fab and Kim. That is so cool. So cool. A couple of good podcast episodes this week to get you through the writer's strike because it's going to start stockpiling these because it's going to start hitting too soon. And I heard they they had to stop filming for, um, oh, Billions. And uh, The Old Man Season 2, so I'm sad about those two. But here we go. Uh, Derek Sivers was on Tim Ferriss's show. Uh, I I stopped listening to Tim's show because the audio is so terrible. Uh, But this is a decent one uh, because they did it at Derek's place in New Zealand. Uh, Derek is one of those great thinkers who I just adore. I've read all his books. I just read everything he's done. I I, I really like his brain. Um, Are you a Derek Sivers fan? Hit or miss. Okay. So. Every now and then I dip in. Yeah, I like him. I just like him. I think he's I, th- I think he's got a great mind. Uh, and Cal Newport, who I've been, had a love-hate relationship with recently, had, <laughs> had a decent episode about thinking as well on episode 250 called In Defense of Thinking. Uh, the first three quarters is really good. You can skip the last bit. But uh, there's some really good stuff. There was a really good link to a clip on uh, John von Neumann, which was really good. Uh, also, great episode and uh, highly recommended. All right. I've been reading his newsletter. Not bad. It's the newsletter is just kind of a link to his other, yeah, like New Yorker posts or wherever he's wherever yeah. he's doing his real articles. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's decent stuff. Wayne wrote in said, "Listening to this week's show about AI, this is one of my more favorite podcasts. But this episode hit about that same thread. I think you would both enjoy it, but also see where again you are a bit ahead of the curve. <laughs> yes, we are. This yeah. is uh, from a show called Under Understood." called Big Ideas Lost to Many Rooms, and it's about the writer's strike. Right. I listened to about 20% of the episode. I'm going to go back and listen to it and subscribe to the show. It sounds like a really good show. People are pretty smart, and uh, I just kind of like the cut of their jib. So, All right. Jib-jab. Jib-jab. Oh, I remember them. They were so oh, good. Yeah. They used to be down the street in Venice. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, they were the best. I, 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 pay- I was a paying subscriber to them forever. One of the few, which is why they're not around anymore. Yeah. Those things were great because they were, uh, if, if nobody Very remembers. Very cutting edge for the time. Yeah. Early AI and deep fakes. 
<laughs> yeah, if, if if you're too old or too young to remember Jib Jab, uh, basically you'd upload photos of you and your friends' faces, and then they would put them into Flash animations and make greeting cards and little videos that you could send to people for their birthdays or special occasions, and they were phenomenal. They were very clever and funny. Generally. Yeah, yeah. Great music, great animation, great – just everything about them. It was like 20, 30 bucks a year. Saved me so much on gift cards or like, you know, actual greeting cards. Ah, miss those guys. Finally, I've got a video here called uh, A Stunning Scale Model Illustrating the History of Time. Did you get a mm-hmm. chance to watch this? I did. Oh, my very God. Cool. It was so good. <laughs> Makes, Makes you feel very small. Very teeny Tiny. I mean, you see the videos where they discuss the, you know, the 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 size of the universe. Where you yeah, just I do can't. a lot of those with my kid because he loves that stuff right now. Yeah, this is the first one I've seen where they actually try and uh, visualize time, and it's really good. I mean, they yeah. did a really good job of it. So, uh, yeah, if you really want to f- feel small on this fine Friday, mm-hmm. go watch it. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not drinking anymore. Is all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Ups and doodads. Blue Sky. Woohoo. The Jack Dorsey Twitter clone, basically, which is a little bit decentralized. They're going to let you choose your own algorithm. Oh, great. <laughs> Just what the world Woo-hoo. needs. You'll be able to write your own algorithms. So I'll write one that just does simple chronological of people I follow. Yeah. That's all I want. That's all <laughs> anybody wants. Anywhere. That's it. That's the only thing people want, people. That's it. Well, no, the people who make it want the algorithms, I guess. Yeah. The algorithm makers want algorithms. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his bright idea over there. Yeah. Which is, again, I don't know why I'm there. I really don't. You're ahead of the curve, Brian. You're an early adopter. You're an early adopter. Great. I'm, I'm an early ignorer. Yeah, so there's just, nothing yeah, on there yeah, except skip, for John Scalzi. Skip, skip the algorithm. Go read a book. There's just about a hundred thousand people in the entire world that's on there now. Yeah, um, I did play with a little bit of the feeds though, and mm-hmm. they're cute. But there's nothing that you could. The, the feeds are nothing that you couldn't do with a hashtag. Right. That's it. If you had yeah. hashtags, that's it. That's all you that's need. The big uh, innovation coming out of Jack's head. Yeah, beard. coming I out know. of his beard. Let's be honest. Uh, and you were totally right about John Scalzi. I, oh, I put, my God. It's a, uh, today's blue sky is my 900th post. I like being here. Thanks for being here with me, folks. You're the reason I like it. Go back and write a fucking book, John. I don't even call it blue sky. When I launched, I call it Scalzi. Yeah. Because it's, it's all it. I see. I got to unfollow him. First uh, followed, first unfollowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is definitely the uh, the Kevin Smith of blue my sky. God. He just he's on it all day. Yeah. I did listen to uh, a Kevin Smith podcast this week, too. He he was on Burt Kreischer's show. And, you know, Kevin was one of the OG podcasters. He started mm-hmm. way, way early. And he, he, he had the same feelings that I did about seeing all of these comedians, uh, you know, get ungodly rich on podcasting. Because he went to Burt Kreischer's second house, which is just the podcast house that podcasting <laughs> bought, where he does his shows from. And and Kevin's just like I I is this is this building tall enough for me to jump off and kill myself <laughs> because I know poor Kevin Smith I know but uh, he's doing okay he's doing yeah, okay he's fine. yeah he lives in Ben Affleck's old house so I think he'll <laughs> I think he's doing fine 
Uh, who's not doing fine is Elon Musk and Twitter again, because now the valuation well, is still down again it, and again. It depends on what you think he's using it for. He's not using it to make money. He's using it to be the biggest troll in the world. Okay. Yeah. It's all about publicity for him. That's it. Yeah. So he doesn't care. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Twitter. If he cared. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. he cared, he wouldn't be there. Oh, yeah. So it's no big deal for him. He doesn't care. Amazon is ditching its celebrity voices for Alexa and will issue refunds upon request. I don't even know if anybody remembers they offered these. Yeah. But at one point, I think for 99 cents, I bought Samuel Jackson. Never used it. So I'll try to get a refund. We'll see. It's just, <laughs> it's so lame that they're saying uh, issue refunds <clears throat> upon request. It's like, just give yeah. everybody their money back. Why? Nickel and diming everybody. It's just ridiculous. Exactly. That's the Amazon way. But you're going to spend more on customer service. The salaries for the customer service people. Trying. AI, Jason. Oh, that's right. They don't do. They don't have people there anymore. What am I thinking? Exactly. The Samuel Jackson AI will be handling that. Mm. <laughs> so who knows? They're shutting it down because uh, they're basically going to stop stop all the Echo stuff. I think eventually. So they're going to come out with their own LLM, and that'll be that. It's so sad, man. Alexa was like the thing. They, it's great. I still use pooch. it all the time. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it's sad. It, it I, I really don't want is. To see sad. it go. I want to see them pump money into it because it's great. Yeah. Well, I got a little hat tip to frag over on Discord. He posted mm -hmm. a link to a a prop replica for the Grail Diary from <laughs> Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Right now, my first my first of course reaction was. <laughs> This is the coolest thing ever because it would they 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 wrote it they made the 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 replica in from the original so they had the original and I've always been a fan of that damn book I always wanted to see what was in that book ever since I started playing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade on the PC when I was a kid right it was one of my few right. I had the box it came with you know a lot of little you know really crappily printed relics that you could you could play with and stuff like that. And I'm like, I always wanted one of these, damn it. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to go down that. I, whatever. I don't need any more junk in my life. So I just started looking at the games. I'm like, oh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you can play it on Steam. So, mm -hmm. but it won't play on a Mac. So I'm like, okay. And then I was looking at the stream deck or Steam deck because it, my friend got one. And he was like, oh, these things are so cool. But it's like 650 bucks for a, basically a nice PC in your hand. Um, didn't get one, said, no, 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 no. And then it just reminded me, I'm like, oh, I, I own Darklands, which is an old, another old PC game, which they did port to the Mac, which I never finished playing because I need a lot of alcohol and friends to play with for that. And I don't have, <laughs> I don't have either of those anymore, so I can't play Darklands. Okay. <laughs> then I, I'm thinking, oh, what was the first game I ever bought for my PC? And it was a game called Zill in 19, or yeah, 1984. Mm -hmm. It was a great DOS game. But it was reliant upon the old function keyboard layout, which was two rows of F keys to the left of the keyboard, right? Oh, this is why you guys went nuts on Discord. Yeah. Like 7,000 posts in a day. Exactly. Because <laughs> we, yeah, when games first came out, they were reliant on that layout. Like on, uh, on Zill, like all of the directions were north, south, east, west and everything. And on screen, it aligned with that keyboard. So when you got the mm -hmm. new keyboard with the function keys across the top, you couldn't play anymore. Same with Flight Simulator 1.0 because, like, the flaps and the throttle were keyed to those and made no sense across the top. Anyway, 
I found I found that I could play Zill again through this app called DOSBox. Okay. Which is really cool. You can download a DOS emulator to your to basically any platform. Or mm-hmm. you can even play it in browser. You can you can have run DOS games in the browser. Nice. I thought that was so cool. And so I just went down that rabbit hole. And then I ended up buying the fucking book anyway. Of course you did. It showed up yesterday. Uh, did you see my I, the photo I posted on Discord? I did, yeah. When you open it up, it is wrapped exactly like Indy got it at the college. It's perfect. I, I don't even – I haven't even unwrapped was it was impressive. Yet. What? It was very impressive. The yeah. attention to detail. Yeah. I haven't unwrapped it yet because it's <laughs> like – I'm like looking at it. I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to leave it as is. <laughs> but someday – I need a hot German blonde to come and try to take it away from me. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> um, so this week, this coming yep. week, uh-huh. the new the new Apple hotness is coming. Uh-huh. Now, I want to know, we're, ta- we're talking about AR all the time. How come nobody has has any pirate-themed advertising around this? Because AR is basically, Arr. you know, come on. Yep. You're, missing, you're missing a prime marketing opportunity here, people. They are. We'll see. Uh, the trailer video is unimpressive. I didn't uh, watch it. I don't like spoilers. Yeah, don't. Don't. <laughs> I'm not going to waste wait my time the, with that. Wait for them to unveil the real deal. So, yeah. Yeah. June 5th, 10 a.m. I've got it on my calendar. I'm ready to go. I blocked it I, off. I'm actually going to watch wait. it this time. I'm well, <laughs> you know, I, it, I look at this one. It's, an, it's a new category of hardware coming from Apple. I'd like to see it yeah. in real time, you know? That's true. That's true. You know, I saw that. Very saw expensive. The, yeah, very expensive. Well, we think it's going to be very expensive. We think it's going to be $3,000. We think yeah. it's going to have two 4K TVs glued to your eyeballs. But we'll see. We, we don't we'll know. See. Yeah. Could just be a new earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. <laughs> uh, was Palmer Lucky got a uh, preview of it and said it was, you know, pretty incredible. So we'll see. Yeah. But, well, he's got a great track record. Yeah. Speaking of, the MetaQuest 3 is, uh, is out or has been announced because Zuckerberg is trying to steal a little thunder for mm-hmm. his R headset. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, my, my, my Quest 2 is still, still sitting on my nightstand uncharged because it's I have to keep recharging it so then I can update it, try and figure out my login, put it on my head, play it for five minutes, and put it back on the nightstand. That's I the, have yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have yet to have a compelling reason to get one of these things. Don't. Don't. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason. Yeah. I, I, don't. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So we'll see how it comes out. There's a bunch of specs for the, the Quest 3 I was going to go through, but who cares? Nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> there you go. I was looking for something to read that was pretty quick and saw Roadkill by Dennis E. Taylor, the author of the Bobaverse series. Eh. I liked it. It's fun. It was okay. It was fun. It was yeah. popcorn. It, it yeah. is popcorn. Uh, that, I'm, I'm glad that it finally came out to the in the format that you could consume it in. <laughs> yes, because, an actual book. Yes, it was an audible original at first. Yes, and, uh, it was fine. See, the thing is, it, it probably is better as an Audible original because it had a like I, I want to say a full cast recording, but it wasn't a full cast recording. But, but the guy who reads it, who reads all of the Dennis Taylor books is mm-hmm. so good that I right. remember it as a full cast recording. OK. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. So it, it was fine. I, I, it just made me want more Bobaverse. That's all. 
Well, the thing – it actually didn't make me want more Babaverse. It made me want more Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because the ship in that story is basically oh. Marvin. <laughs> That's true. That is true. It was very yeah. funny. That was, that was the best part of the book is the ship's uh, personality. The Dark Side. Ha! With Dave. Welcome to The Dark Side with Dave, the podcast with superhost Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast for all your cybersecurity news, the co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are crappy, and the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy, and the host of Control Loop, because the future is very scary. <laughs> very <laughs> yes, scary. It is. Yes, very it is. scary. Yep. Hi, Dave. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Hello. Nice to be Hello. back. Very nice to have you. Yeah. As usual. As usual. What's the latest? What's the latest? I get- we talked about the Adobe Podcast Enhancer audio tools on the show a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in beta. And I think that while it's in beta, they keep tweaking the algorithm because some days it sounds great. Some days it sounds crappy. It has become utterly unusable. I don't know if you guys have tried it really? lately. Yeah. You know, it, uh, well, describe to me what you're experiencing here. I'm, I'm getting things that uh, just sound completely robotic. In parts, uh-huh. in some parts, the volume will change drastically it, in, in the middle of a sentence, and sometimes it will speed up and slow down. It's really, oh, really, it's really random. Oh, yeah, wow. it's drunk. It, it's well, very drunk right now. Huh. Beta beware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get There's what you pay old, for. <laughs> yeah, the old saying about never, never, uh, or never upgrade during a project, but the joke is you're always in the middle of a project, and yeah, yes. So yeah. when you're gonna update. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was playing with it earlier this week and uh, literally playing with it because the idea I had, I was chatting with um, some of my, you know, audio editor guys uh, and it struck me that um, old TV shows that were filmed in front of a studio audience and I was thinking of like the Mary Tyler Moore show, um, mm-hmm. you know, mostly they were boom mic'd and – the boom mics back then were not as good as they are today. They were not mic'd as close as they are today. Nope. Uh, so I decided to take an old episode, like the first episode of Mary Tyler Moore, and run it through Adobe's podcast enhancing tool to see if it would sound on mic. And? And it mostly did, but to your point, it was way less consistent than I had previously experienced it being. So... I had chalked it up to just it being a funny environment because there's audience laughter and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But it sounds like maybe a little bit of what you're describing was thrown into the mix as well. Yeah, it's changing. It is definitely changing. And it's not for evolving, the Jason. Oh, it is evolving, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, is learn- it is using its AI brain to become craptacular. Yeah, <laughs> soon it'll be self-aware. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then what would we do? <laughs> Not have to podcast anymore? Yeah, please. Interesting when it starts re- replacing words and replacing sentences, you know. <laughs> you didn't mean that. You no, meant this. No, no. <laughs> right. That is not grammatically correct. Let me fix that for you. Mm-hmm. I can yeah, see it. We'll get I can that. see it. Yeah. That, that'll be the That's interesting. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. You know, like we talked about last week, I, I did notice how it was – they were putting some limits on it with the amount of time you could use it, which makes sense. But I I hadn't uh, heard anywhere else that they were making under-the-hood tweaks. So I'll keep an eye out for that. 
Yeah, we kept the show to the amount of time where I could actually use it last week. I ran us through it, and it was so bad, I just went back to the old old ways. <laughs> the whole, the, all the last show, there's no AI in the last show. I, my, I still sounded shitty because I was on that crappy interface, that mm-hmm. crappy, very expensive interface. That uh, For music, just, not for podcasting. Yeah, well, Dave's on one now. He sounds fine. He just knows how to use it, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He put the time <laughs> in. You mean my <laughs> universal audio interface? Yeah, I dumped mine. I'm done with okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm because uh, it's overprocessed, overcompressed. No matter what I do, even with no effects on it, it sounds terrible. I huh. cannot get that thing to sound clean. So Brian and I are both back to our sound device mix pre sixes and just nice clean signal. It's got a limiter, and it's got yeah. a high pass filter, and that's all I need. Perfect. Right. Run that thing at eighty hertz with the high pass. No air conditioner noise. No traffic noise, and just a limiter so I don't blow out my you know blow up my uh, levels and that's it yeah all right well, good that's all you need yep and yeah. I'm, I'm and I, i'm on the mic that i think i need to get brian just to kill some of that damn echo in his room i'm using the Sen, uh sennheiser uh was it mkh416 something like that oh yeah k416 yeah it's basically a voiceover like mic. A classic oh okay i was it's, the boom. I thought the it's 416 a, was a shotgun mic it's a shotgun yeah yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Okay. a lot of voiceover actors use it, and because uh, yeah. it just it, it re- it's really nice for clearing out as much noise as you as you can out of the room. Right. So very nice. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a, well, it's, let it's me a know before mic. I come to L.A. I'll pack up the old mic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't think this after after uh, Trump and COVID, I don't think a mic like this is in the GOG budget anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Relentless things, I think these things of perfection. Yeah, I think these things run with the shock mount and the pop filters about twelve hundred bucks. So, wow. yeah, not in the GOG budget anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brian's just going to be echoey forever. That's right. Mm-hmm. We'll buy him a twenty dollar right. rug, and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you got, you know, I was going to talk about uh, Ted Lasso and the yeah. uh, the ender of Ted Lasso, but but related to that, did you guys see the uh, the microphones that the announcers use on that show? Yeah, what is up with those things? Yeah, I did a little dive into them because I'd never seen anything like that before. And uh, evidently, it's a ribbon mic. And it's designed exactly for that one thing, which is talking in a very loud environment. Mm -hmm. And it's made uh, so that it's designed to be pressed up against your upper lip. So the distance to the uh, ribbons is precise to only get your voice and cancel out other things around it. And in, evidently in Europe, they've been using them for decades uh, for that kind of sportcasting thing. Here in the U.S., we go with the headset mics. But over mm-hmm. there, that's what they use. But I, I, you know, I've been around sports broadcasting for a better part of my career, and I'd never seen anything like that before I saw it on Ted Lasso. Yeah, I figured that little thing at the top was to, to hold their mouth in place so they were right up on top of it. Yeah, it's exactly but what I, it is. Yeah, well, things have also changed a little bit because in, in U.S. sports, broadcasters tend to be in a booth. Right. In, in soccer, not so much. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah they're, they're out in public, so. Yeah, that's true. Were they ungodly expensive? Because I'd, I'd imagine a ribbon mics, ribbon mics generally are not cheap. I don't know. I don't remember what the the pricing on them was. I mean, it's a pretty specialized thing, so I suspect they probably do cost a pretty penny. And of course, yeah. ribbon mics tend to be pretty fragile too, so um, you know, you got to keep a backup. <laughs> All right. Anyway, speaking of Ted Lasso, uh, awesome. I know you guys touched on this earlier in the show, but I wanted to weigh in here that 
Mm-hmm. I think um, I found the uh, final episode to be quite gratifying. I feel like they stuck the landing. Yes, um, I, I agree. There was there weren't really any parts of it that I felt unsatisfied about. Uh, I it was it was really what I hoped it could be, and I felt great about it. Yeah, they put a nice pretty bow on it. Yeah. I could have done without the Cat Stevens, but and, and oh come and on, the, and that the Lord of the Rings multi ending. What are you dead inside? <laughs> Come yes. on. Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> I was actually fact. thinking about that song and how important it is as a as a father. And <laughs> and yeah, it's just uh heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and the other one I wanted to touch on was Mrs. Maisel. Did you guys see that? Uh working through the last season with my wife right now. Um okay. haven't finished it yet though. Okay. But I would watch the Abe and Rose show. Hundred percent. Oh my gosh! I, I want that show. Yeah, I don't want Miss Maisel anymore. I want her parents. Tony Shalhoub—they're <laughs> the best part. Is such, I mean, he this talent is unbelievable. He is so mm-hmm. funny and so good. Mm-hmm. The nuance in his performances are—I—I just—I—it's just a pleasure to watch him work, and he's perfect in that part. The, those yeah. two are the best part of the show by far. Like just hilarious, hilarious every time they're on screen. Right. Right. Yeah. And it seems like this in the third season or the not the third season, the, I was thinking Ted Lasso, the final the season fifth. of Maisel, yeah. they realized how, what they have there and have been yes. giving them a lot more screen time. Yes, they certainly have been. And it's yeah. been glorious. Yeah. Well, I won't. <laughs> but yeah, I won't, working my uh, way through it. So we'll see. I won't have any spoilers, but I thought that was another one where I was quite satisfied that they stuck the landing. So. Oh, good. I good, enjoyed good. it. Yeah. 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 Have you seen it, Jason? I'm still halfway through season three, so I because okay. I just kind of fell off, and I was now that I knew it was the final season, I was waiting for the verdict to come in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm right. not gonna go, I'm not gonna succession this thing and try and power through it for that kind of ending. So if it's good, <laughs> if if it stuck the landing, I'll I'll, I'll dump, dive back in because everything else has ended. I'm out of shit to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm halfway through Muppets Mayhem now, which continues to be good. It is it is one of the shows that I'm enjoying because it makes me laugh out loud. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's and very there good. aren't a lot of shows that make me laugh out loud. Like most shows, something funny will happen. I'll go, "Oh, that's funny." But <laughs> Muppets Mayhem makes <laughs> ha, me laugh ha. out loud. Yeah, <laughs> I would, the other, my my least favorite thing about Muppets Mayhem are the humans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> less less humans is always better with Muppets, as far right. as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. Right. Like I see why they kind of need to be in there, and I see that there's sort of the framework that they hang everything around, but. But still, <laughs> the scenes with them, I just want to get through so we can get back to the Muppets being the Muppets. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Um, I saw an interesting uh, story come by. This actually came by today. This was uh, from the Futurism website. And it was about the top Google result for Edward Hopper, uh, if you do an image search, is an mm-hmm. AI generated fake. Great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Progress. So Edward Hopper. Edward Hopper is a famous uh, artist. He, he's mm-hmm. a realist uh, artist. And if you do a search on Google for Edward Hopper, you get an image that appears as though it could be one of his works, right? But it's not. And <clears throat> yeah, what is That's you know? This is here we go. Right away we go. Well, there's there's also been uproar about Van Gogh, uh, Starry Night. Uh, somebody used AI to expand the portrait. Oh, great, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, <clears throat> there was also an AI generated Mona Lisa that's getting a lot of slack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here we are. Great. 
Well, have you guys – yeah, we've got that with the, the Masters now. But have you heard about the uh, Paragraphica camera? That Basically, mm-hmm. it uses geolocation. You tell it, it – so you click the button. It says, oh, you're here. And then it will basically generate a photo of where, you, where you're at. Instead of taking a photo, it uses AI to generate an image just based on where you're standing. Oh, well, wow. that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'd seen something like that a while ago where people were doing that with uh, with Google Images and using the mapping to create mosaics of people's photos. So right. basically create 360-degree mosaics that from photos that people had taken on vacation or whatever, you know. So commonly photographed places like the Eiffel Tower, which was easy to do. They would stitch right. together thousands of photos and you basically end up with this giant 360-degree view that had practically infinite resolution because it could just stitch f- together from everything. And this was right. probably a decade ago that I saw that. So Yeah. Hmm. I remember that. I also saw there was uh, some uproar online about how how people are using uh, smarter rigs to edit their old photos. Oh, taking like strangers out and how it's like ruining our memory basically wow so it's a brave new world we're in right now <laughs> it's interesting yeah there was something in the early 90s or mid 90s that i remember that i could never i've, I've been trying to find it and I, I didn't really try that hard lately but <laughs> what they were doing is they were taking old movies like old world war ii movies and taking the frames, like, you know, they would just take the frames of a scene, interpolate it to generate a high-resolution image of the scene in the movie, hmm. which was kind of cool. Um, right. But I saw, I saw a demo of it. Like, I mean, this had to be 95, 96, and I have not seen it since. But it was, it was really neat technology, speaking of just crazy shit they're doing with all our old, old fo- like, footage and stuff. Right. So mm. taking multiple frames, mm-hmm. just pulling little bits of detail from each of them to make one – High res frame, yep. Yeah, just interpolating the whole thing into yeah. one one giant image. Mm. Kind of cool, cool it stuff. Cool. It is cool. Some of it's cool, some of it not so much. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask the uh, Edward Hopper estate. I'm sure that they'll <laughs> say not so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sharing an interesting, I guess, blog post. Uh, you'd call it here. This is uh, from someone named Dana Boyd. I know Dana. A, do you? She's been around forever. Yeah. Uh, Partner researcher at Microsoft Research. Uh, Do you know her personally or just know of her online? Uh, She was back – she was big in the web two days. She always wore silly hats. So we were always at the same conventions and talked to her a couple times. Yeah. Nice. She's literally been around in the scene for a long time. Okay. Well, this is the first uh, time I've come across her stuff or at least that I'm aware of and – Interesting post here. It's titled De-Skilling on the Job. Um, and a couple of points here I thought were worth sharing. She talks about the – obviously, we're talking about artificial intelligence. Um, and she she describes a framework of two different camps. There's camp automation, which is where the AI replaces the things – replaces us for the things that we do. But then there's mm-hmm. camp augmentation, which is where it is a helper – Uh, with the things that we do. And I think that's an interesting framework to think about. Um, But then the other things that really caught my eye, she talks about this notion of a moral crumple zone, um, which is basically where 
she uses the example of something like autopilot or auto driving in a self-driving car where the computer handles everything right up until the moment when it can't make a decision and then it turns it over to the human. It's a situation that is too complex for most humans to handle. So bad yeah. things happen and the human gets blamed. Yes. Tesla. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking kind of about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we <clears throat> we basically rely on and blame our tech instead of us. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, she so. points out that um, uh, she uses the example of uh, Sully, the famous pilot who yeah. landed on the Hudson River, um, and how he went against the uh, advice and instructions of the air traffic controllers um, and had it not gone well, he would have been blamed for whatever had happened had it gone badly because he didn't follow their instructions. Yeah. Um, but he, but he wouldn't have cared because he'd have been dead. Well, <laughs> right. perhaps. <Yeah. laughs> Could be. Could be. Um, but then she also talks about how skills are developed, how people are being – no longer being trained on the job, that most jobs these days, most organizations these days don't have the kind of on-the-job training that used to be a regular thing of the workforce. They want everyone to arrive on the job as being a, a unicorn. Um, and I think particularly in cybersecurity is one of the areas that that's really, I think, causing a lot of trouble. Yeah. I, hear, I hear stories about folks coming out of school and not being able to find jobs and then you hear from these companies saying they can't find anybody to hire. Uh, well, it's not that I mean, the people aren't there. <clears throat> what I've noticed in my workspace with some of the younger people is um, there's a distinct lack of drive. I mean, when, as soon as they hit an obstacle, they don't try to figure it out themselves. They kick it up. Hmm. Like, where's the drive? Where's the sorted out? Where's where the initiative seems to be? gone these days. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed is um, an odd pride in ignorance. Yes. Oh, my um, gosh. In other words... I don't know anything about that. Why yeah, would I know about that? Right. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it extends to simple things like pop culture, you know, anything before my time. I don't... Yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I just... I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah. And... and it, that's your problem that I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Uh, one and, of, my, one say, of my most frustrating things is when people say, well, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, figure well, it the fuck figure out. It out. We have, <laughs> yeah. so you have a device out. in your pocket that gives you the, the entire expanse of human knowledge. Don't tell me you don't know how to do something, especially. I literally had yeah. to write somebody Google it the other day instead of asking me. Like, Google it. Figure it out. Solve yeah. it. <laughs> we used to have let me Google that for you. Remember that? Yeah. That was a great website. <laughs> but where do we think this comes from, though? Where – what is – why are we seeing this Shitty in this parents. generation in particular? I know, but that's the easy – like what's the, Horrible the lyric? Every generation blames the one before, right? That's the, the song lyric. But uh, I mean they've been saying for years that uh, schools have been training for tests rather than life. Yeah, well, that's I, true. And by shitty parenting, I don't mean lack of – I mean like helicopter parenting. Things like mm. that. Like I'm Gen X as so are you guys. It's like yeah. we were we were taught – we were kicked out of the house with, you know, two sticks and a piece of gum and said figure it out. That was our yeah. life. Nowadays, <laughs> it's like – I'll do that for you. Nobody's growing up anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I, I saw um, a, actually this morning. I definitely saw definitely an old man podcast. Today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I saw a speaker uh, who was talking about he he's a uh, he has a contracting business. They do home renovations and things like that. And he was talking to one of his colleagues who also has uh, that sort of business and works with his son. And um, they had a job they were going to do on the weekend. And the father said to his son, let's go do this job. And the son said, I've got stuff to do. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So the father went and did the job and came back and was complaining to his his friend who was the speaker that I saw. And the person who was a speaker asked the father, he said, "Um, well, where does your son live? He said, well, he lives with us. Uh huh. And who cooks his food? Well, his mom. Uh huh. <laughs> like, and and <laughs> yep. so, so what's his motivation to work on a Saturday? Right. Like none. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. So I don't know. I I guess that's I I, I guess I'm hesitant to paint all of this with such a broad brush because. There are kids out there who are killing it and I run into them and there's and it's exciting to see them and to talk to them and you know but at the same time there is this wave of uh I don't know apathy or disinterest I mean with Gen Xers we're the apathetic uh generation right famously Yeah but we cared about not caring <laughs> We're good at it We made art for not caring We invested into not yeah. caring We wrote yeah. songs about it we made movies we wrote books Well part of our not caring was being self-sufficient and so mm-hmm. you know cuz we grew up right on the leading edge when for a good part of our lives we didn't have microwave ovens so if we wanted to eat while both of our parents were at work we had to learn how to cook things without burning the house down Yep and uh, <laughs> kids don't have to do that today. These kids. No, but you said you were excited when you see kids like that. It's because they're fucking unicorns. That's why you get excited when you see kids that are killing it and self-sufficient. You know, yeah. It's 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 not the norm. It's the exception. Yeah, it does seem to be these days. But uh, right. But are we seeing that through uh, our own filter? In other words. What was what was our parents' generation saying about us? Were they saying that we were lazy and that we were we weren't going to amount to anything because you know yeah. I don't know we weren't we're drafted or you know none of us you know, there's well, a million we were things the we slacker didn't do. generation right that, yeah that was what we got painted with so yeah but right. not all of us did so hopefully it's the same yeah I don't know and I guess the other thing too is that it's going to be their world so. They'll, you want it to suck? Have at it. Well, but, but that's kind of my point is that <laughs> it's easy to say, you know, that shouldn't be this way, but they're going to inherit the world that we created, but they're also going to inherit the world that they are making for themselves. And so yeah. they'll adapt and I guess they'll find their way or they won't. If you want but... to believe there was no music before Taylor Swift, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've seen Idiocracy. Yeah. I know how this story ends. <laughs> yeah. Rondo. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, there's something that makes me uncomfortable about this line of complaining, and yet I'm not exactly sure what it is. Because and it I, makes us feel really old, Dave. Yeah. Now we're the old people on the lawn complaining. Right. But yeah. Or it might we're just not be wrong. that. Yeah, we're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because we can't get anybody to mow our lawn for us anymore. They're... Well, no, they don't want the money. Right, They're too busy taking Instagram reels. 
Yeah. Until you put your grass <laughs> on the blockchain, you're screwed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, we just we buy a robot to mow our lawn. That's what oh, I want. God. <laughs> uh, finally, this week, uh, a little bit of personal news to share. I am doing a show this summer. I'm doing road some trip theater. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I am doing a show this summer. I'm doing Hello Dolly. Awesome. I am playing Horace Vandergelder in my local community theater production of Hello Dolly. Uh, I'm very excited. This is my third time doing Hello Dolly. I did it once in high school. I did it once back in 1999 where I played Cornelius Hackle. And so I have aged into playing Horace Vandergelder. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Hello, Dolly, it is one of the classics of American theater. It's just a fun show. Um, so I'm doing that. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. If anybody is in the Baltimore, Washington area and uh, wants to come see a fun show and uh, help a community organization raise some money for some nonprofits, I will warn you that um, community theater is, as I describe it, it's the minor league baseball of theater. You used to be able to say the <laughs> Orioles a theater, but not anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a little bit of waiting for Guffman in there. But um, I'm enjoying playing in the sandbox and I'm really enjoying the process, which I hadn't done in a while. Um, I hadn't done a show in a while. I figured I was done. And my friend who's playing Dolly kind of pulled me out of um, retirement and said uh, – Hey, I will do this if you do this. Can we do this? And I said, Yeah, I think I'd love like like to do that. And I'm really enjoying it. So, awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Eight hours and eighteen minutes door to door. So okay. I'll be seeing you. There you go. <laughs> I'll save a seat. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Donovan. Thank you, Donovan, very much. Uh, we've got Christopher, who wrote in, who's a new subscriber, and wrote in, Hi, I finally decided to just automatically donate via Patreon rather than give occasionally via PayPal. Everybody take note. Be like Christopher. Mm -hmm. I, wrote a, I wrote the five-star review from episode 587, and I've been a listener for a couple years. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much, Christopher, for your PayPal per, uh, patronage as well as your Patreon patronage. Yes, thank you. And Manuel wrote us a nice note. Hi, guys. I've just been let go as part of AWS Cuts. I'm scaling down on most of my Patreons, but I'm increasing some. The, the ones, as Marie Kondo would say, that bring me joy. Hope that the increment combined with the super peso, Mexican peso that is, will help buy some beer to forget the Jays are in last place of their conference and help Jason buy some chamomile tea. Thank you very I much, I may live Manuel. in Toronto now, but I'm a Dodgers fan. Don't care about the Jays. <laughs> well... <laughs> you could, it's even easier then. You don't have to buy as much beer to forget about the Jays because exactly. you've already, already forgotten about I've them. I've already forgotten. Over at PayPal, we've got Matt, Charlie, Jonathan, Matthew, Judge, Nikolai, Thomas, Nicola, Simon, and Fred, who sent in 50 bucks and note. Hey, I made a couple uh, T-shirts some weeks ago about the code for deciding if eggs are good or bad and told you I would send every benefit to your tip jar. Well, as I sold none... <laughs> I either have shocker. I either have a bad <laughs> sense of humor or your listeners have a great sense of style. So I sent 50 bucks your way as the entertainment you provide every week is so worth it and I've been a passive listener for too long. We'll be a Patreon soon, promise. Cheers. Well, thank you thank very you, much, Fred. Fred. We appreciate it. Over at the tip jar, we've got Nick, Adam, Mario, and Matthew. Thank you everybody. And we've got some reviews in five stars from Filtering Craig. 
Last reviewed in January 2018. Well, I'm glad you updated. Grumpy Old Geeks, the brainchild of Jason DeFilippo and Brian Schulmeister, accompanied by the ever-elusive Dave Bittner, proudly holds the illustrious position of being Bittner's 14th best podcast that he appears on each week. Now, I know what you're <laughs> thinking. 14th? That's not exactly a gold medal, is it? But hey, let's give credit where credit is due. In a podcasting universe where Bittner is a regular guest on numerous shows, Manning managing to crack the top 20% is an accomplishment worth mentioning. Thank you, Filter right. and Craig. Thank you. And we've got this next one from Strez Technoid. My meager payment and indignant – I can't speak today too. <laughs> indignant review, so smile updated again. Uh, would have rated the show at six stars. Less one stars. I had to leave a snarky remark or comment. I consider a 5 of 6 next gen and a meat space score of 4.755 Picard. Guess I will just have to go to the website. What is the address again? <laughs> Knowing you're both sci-fi buffs and fanboys, I'm older than both of you, not additively, as I predate your cultural lineages, lineage by way of Lost in Space. Hey, I used to watch Lost in Space. Sorry I couldn't feed the collective kitty as I am now obscurely retired in a remote desert location and low on rocket fuel. AI snarky on. Old codgers have remained true to their charter, as well as Fortran. Stay grumpy. Hey, kid, get off my sub-modules and punch cards. AI snarky off. All right. All right. Well, thank you. That was uh, amusing. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was amazingly enough today to just to add to our street cred as technologists, maybe mm -hmm. sort of. Yeah. I got a, I got a Google alert uh, that said I won a Webby I got a Webby Award nomination. Well, thanks for that timely alert, Google. I know. From 2014. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Jason, retroactively. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. This yeah. is back when I worked at a company called David and Goliath. We did oh, – we were working that. for Kia. Yes. And we – yeah, it was crazy. That that. But the funny thing is, I, A, I didn't know that I had an honorable mention in the Webby Awards So from 2014. <laughs> the other thing the, – the funny part about this was I was going to North Korea with Jordan Harbinger – and at the last minute, I had to go because the Kia people said, if you go to North Korea, you can't come back and work for us. Like, damn it. So that's funny. I ended up not going to North Korea, but I got a Webby Award instead. Well, or nine years a, later, no. you found out about it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. That's amazing. Congratulations, Jason. Thank you. Nine-year-old go you is very proud. <laughs> very proud of that work I did. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. If you got a kick out of our ramblings and you've got some loose change, you might consider heading over to GOG.show slash donate. Your bucks help us keep this crazy circus afloat, and we might even wind up liking you a lot. But hey, maybe your broker just cheap. That's fine. You can still help us by sharing our show with your buddies and your enemies. Why not let everyone in on the fun? It won't cost you a dime. We promise. If you want to follow along at home, check out the show notes for this episode at GOG.show slash 604. It's kind of like a treasure map, except the treasure is all the stuff we've just been talking about. And there's more. If you've got a burning desire to gab with us and other listeners, you can find the link to our Discord channel there, too, over at GOG.show. And it just keeps going on and on and on. This is some AI crap this that is I, a that long I outro shout out this morning. So we're going <laughs> to cut it there. If you want to leave us a five-star snarky review, head over to GOG.show slash review and stay grumpy. That went on way too long. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's Jesus. That's a bit long. Even if I wasn't like chemo addled, I don't think I'd make it through that. Yeah. <laughs>